So what this is, this is an open statement. It would be like an open letter, but it's in voice form over a recorded media. And what this is, is my explanation to Bob Ferguson and his office why the state of Washington has a problem with lawlessness and I think how his office could contribute to solving this problem but currently the way that they are doing things is actually hamstringing the issue of people's safety, people feeling like things are more fair when they should be, that sort of thing. So my discovery and living here in the state of Washington is that there is this perpetually unsettled, passive-aggressive, you know, it's, it's something that the region is kind of known for, but definitely Western Washington and Seattle. And I think one of the reasons why it's like that <clears throat> is because of the uh, inconsistently enforced and equally enforced uh, laws before judges and before the law. So what do you, what is that experience like? I would say that experience is kind of random and people don't know where they sit or stand before the law because the law is kind of, you know, incrementally subjective based on, <clears throat> you know, the party objectives of the day. And that's, that's a lot like communism. It's a lot like tyranny. When you don't know what the law is, even when the laws are there, they're written, they're plain, a lawyer can explain them, but the way they're enforced or not enforced, more orderly, is confusing to the general public. So what is that like? Well, it, it puts people in a position where they feel like they have to defend themselves on a chronic basis. They have to be the police and police others for things that are not crimes as though they were crimes and the crimes of the day turn out to be political aspects of certain things and certain issues. So you get people who become, who would never be ordinarily high strung about much of anything, suddenly getting a little tense around issues they really don't have any stake in because there's an aura of vigilantism. Okay, so that means like, okay, I go into a local Ivar's and, you know, the guy who has a vaccination passport on his phone, well, he feels safe. He feels okay. He feels like he's doing everything right. He's checked all the boxes. But, you know, the person who comes in the door who has the vaccination passport, you know, Gets, gets to sit in the dining room, mask-free. Now, regardless of the science of the thing, he could be still spreading COVID with a, with a vaccine or not. It's not like, you know, there's a health checker person with a thermometer who's doing anything technical here. And, and I'm using this as, a, as just 
just a rubric as a as a monitor, kind of like a litmus test. Okay, someone else comes through the door, they're wearing a mask. They get a to-go order. Okay? But they're treated a little differently. They make them wait a little longer. You know, and the person who is kind of administrating from the register becomes this like <clears throat> kind of this arbitrary justice person who's kind of like maybe in a, a position to be, you know, unfair, maybe a little bit more unfair than they normally would because they don't know what's going on. They don't know what the rules are. So they're just kind of making them up as they go. Why are they doing that? Because the people around them are modeling a make it up as you go. And then that turns out to be pretty unfair because, you know, the way things are done in, in order, like say you were ahead of them, of the person in front of you in line, um, you know, they get the person behind you and the next person behind them gets their food, but then you're still waiting for your food, but your food's been sitting up there. But they decided because they don't like something about you. I don't know what it is. They just don't like something about you. Um, that you should get your food later. And they'll come up with a crappy excuse later about it. But this is kind of like the transitory, what it's like to be in Washington state type of interaction. It's just an example of how this unfairness, this aura of unfairness comes into a relatively non-controversial setting. Okay? Let's, let's hike the stakes a little bit. <clears throat> if there is a local ruling on, say, a Kenosha, Wisconsin, you know, kid who went to a riot, okay? People here locally are going to get a feeling about it. And then they're going to cast dispersions on people they don't have any relationship with. They don't know. Maybe because they might look at someone like they are like Kyle Rittenhouse. And then they start to think, well, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, may or may not get away with this. So I have to become the law enforcement towards them because the people around here... Well, they don't like him politically, so I've got to become a personal enforcer of what's going on. And typically, people in left coast states would cast dispersions on, say, like in Arkansas and Alabama or, you know, one of the Carolinas for saying, you know, look here, buddy, you're out of reach. You shouldn't be trying to you know, jurisdict or legislate to anybody, you know, for the way that they love or the way they grow their hair or what they smoke at night. Uh, but that it see, seems like it's just not that way anymore. It seems like, okay, whatever the order of the day is politically, we're just going to turn the screws on that person, but we still don't know what the rules are and there's no real law enforcement. Okay, so what's actually happening in law enforcement, you know, people might feel this way because the law enforcement has kind of been cast aside. They've got these vaccination passports and vaccination mandates 
<clears throat> so th those people have been selectively losing their jobs. You know, if they don't take their medicine, you know, and they may not be able to take the medicine, you know, some of them wanted to take it, couldn't have, a, have a medical reason why they can't take it. Some of them have a religious reason why they don't want to take it. They said it's made with stem cells from aborted fetuses. They got a problem with it. So they said, no, I'm not going to take this vaccine. Other people were like, I have a high reaction to the ingredients in the vaccine. Can't take the mRNA vaccine. Won't be good for my health. Be worse than if I didn't take it. So all of a sudden other people are expected to have an opinion about them and try to enforce their freedom. So what this comes back to is a cashier at Ivar's trying to feel it out. This is a person who's paid, you know, maybe 15 bucks an hour, local minimum wage, uh, to kind of try to feel it out or get fined. So there's, there's a heavy sword hanging over a cashier at an Ivar's fast food joint. And it's a heavy sword, man. If they don't do what you want and force people to show their papers for vaccination, they are going to get fined for the business. So they're freaked out. These are normal people. Normally they don't have any stake in the game. But they don't want their employer, who's a small business, just trying to make it, to get... Yeah, so they, so they, they start doing these little, you know, passive-aggressive things like, I don't know if you're vaccinated or not, so I'm going to mistreat you when you come to eat here. But if I get things out of order in line and, and due to my passive-aggressive ex expressions and you ask for your money back... I'm going to be freaked out because I need your, I need your money. I'm not going to want to refund your money. You know, because, because I need it. Because I'm open for business. But how dare you come in here and not show your papers because I can get fined. And so Biden has been checked by the Fifth Circuit Court and OSHA won't enforce his rules. Yet this state decides that they're going to jerk around a small business that has been through absolute hell. You know, I say Ivar's because that's what's here. They've been through absolute hell. And the only thing they can do to kind of let themselves out a little bit is to have this passive-aggressive cashier who doesn't know the rules just try to co-administrate the rules of the state, which aren't, aren't even legal. They're not legal. So, if the federal government cannot leverage this rule against the public in a small business space, I'm going to say that maybe it's time for the local jurisdiction to buck up and tell you that you're not allowed to do this as well. If you're relying on local OSHA to come after local businesses, I don't think it's going to be doable. 
using local resources to do your arbitrary train of tyranny is not going to work. I'll tell you another instance where the way that this happens impacts the local emotional flora and fauna. You know, it, it makes it a miserable place to live and work and try to have a decent life because there's too many people who don't know the aspects of the law trying to administrate the law themselves because there is no law enforcement or it's inequitably enforced. Do you understand what I mean? Here, I'll give you another illustration. When Chaz Chop was, you know, strung out in the middle of Seattle before all of the world and the whole world news saw how you could burn a federal building in the middle of Seattle, kick people out of a precinct, force the resignation of your only black female police chief because you decided to defund her at the behest of crazy anarcho-communists in your region who didn't come to the middle they didn't come a little bit over abolish the police defund the police fire the police no police for seattle and of course that echoed through the region and what happened instead was people who don't know the law people who are not cops people who are who actually have criminal records in addition to other normal people who just don't understand very much about what it is that you do all day as the Attorney General. They go out into the street and they decide, well, I'm the law now because the cops are bad. Cops are bad. Okay. So they don't, these are people who are not qualified, not hired by the public. They're not beholden to any rules they go out and then they start jurisdicting okay and they're like this building this building is guilty this is what it looks like dude this building is guilty the federal government i don't like them right now so here gasoline and fire and torch okay this is a person i think i don't like their color so uh, I'm not sure if that's racism yet, but uh, they, they say that, that they're kind of confused about this. They're confused about what racism is right now because white people are being criminalized for being white and, and people of minority status are being treated like they're, they're extra special, like handicapped people. And they're not, not necessarily so. I don't really think so. Unless they are actually you know, poorly aspected, but I don't really think so. As a general slate, people are people, and they should be judged on their deeds according to the law, but that's not how things work in this state. So, because someone's confused about the aspect of racism, I am going to attack someone on the basis of I think they might be racist because of poor legal training or no legal training 
And then I'm going to commit a crime against their person. I'm going to assault them in broad daylight. We're going to, six months ago, we're going to say, okay, the tyranny edict of the day was open carry of AR-15s are absolute bad. Okay, but Chaz Chop, Chaz Chop today, anarcho-communism today, taking over the middle of your town, kicking out all the cops, that's okay. They can sport AR-15s in the middle of the day. So, um, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse shows up. Not Antifa. This is really confusing. So people who are just normal, like, don't really know where the law enforcement is. Okay? And it's stressful. It's, it, it puts them in a bad position because they're just, okay, if criminals can be law enforcement, that means I have to be more law enforcement on my own reconnaissance. You're doing a bad job. There's too many people in Washington state who believe they believe this. They believe that they're in charge and have to defend themselves as police officers would because police officers that we hired with our taxes are bad sometimes, but they're not fired yet because COVID. You're doing a bad job, okay? And I'm not saying this because of any one particular instance. I'm saying this as a whole because of the inequitable undecipherable way that you have applied the law, nobody knows what's what. So many, many good people are going to be in bad trouble. I'll give you another example. In your state, Pfizer, Purdue, and other opioid manufacturers decided to target the state and make good deals with the people who govern this state to get doctors to overprescribe for years in your state. So these people who overprescribed opiates for a broken arm, a hernia surgery, a toothache, anything, they became addicts. So half the people in downtown, let's say half the people in the homeless downtown area are legit mentally ill and the other half are Purdue Pharma addicts. Let's just say that for guessing. Because of the wah-wah enforcement and wah-wah regulation by your office, people are living out in the streets and dying every day Because they're taking Mexican fentanyl. Okay? They've gone past the Purdue Pharma, you know, script availability. They're on black tar heroin and street pills from Mexican cartels. So, Purdue and Pfizer, they generated two classes of addicts in your state living in downtown everywhere as homeless people, but let's just call them addicts because that's what they are. 
you know, they're shooting up. They're also committing crimes. They are prostituting themselves. They're living low and dying on your street. On your streets. Here. That's happening. Happens every day. Probably not news to you. <clears throat> so these two class of addicts, there is a Mexican cartel who has looked at your state like, oh, oh, well, this is great. You know, all we need to do is get the La Raza crowd to galvanize with the leftist. You know, inject our virtue signaling policies that say, okay, we're going to make a sanctuary city where you can't throw out any criminals so that the, so that the addicts can get their drugs. Okay? They come here to the sanctuary city. Their criminals are protected. Their gangsters are protected. Their human traffickers are protected. And human traffickers are like child sex prostitution. Those people, they're all protected in your state. And you don't enforce the law because... You have to... Who are you protecting, really? Are you protecting Purdue and Pfizer and their ability to over-prescribe and manufacture addicts so that the eugenicists have a farm of people that they're sure will die at any minute? Who are you protecting? Did I tell you you're doing a terrible job? Okay, so these two class of addicts, they're going under, right? Right, You know, people just watch it every day. Seagulls fly overhead, there's a crow, squirrels run across the park, dying homeless guy. Right there. So, I just want to know, if you're protecting, you're not just protecting maybe, you know, undocumented illegal aliens... Because we can't decide. Let's just call them asylum seekers or something. I don't know. Nobody can really figure it out. Because they're also indiscriminately under-enforcing immigration laws. So it doesn't seem like people are really kind of knowing what the law is. If you're attacked by somebody, you want to defend yourself. So you've got people who, you know, ordinarily just wouldn't think about it. They would be safe. You know, they would know what the rules are. They wouldn't worry about getting attacked by a crazy person in the middle of the day. But, you know, the rules are weird here. And when you have rules, they don't get enforced properly. So people are on edge, like, all the time, because it's not safe. So, I think I've explained to you why a lot more people are going to leave. They're leaving. They're leaving western Washington. It's too expensive to live in this, by the way. When you can be safe and live without so much taxes and so much inflation... They're going to choose to live somewhere else. You know, if, if they'd like themselves. 
I wish for you as the AG that you would tighten up your ship and decide to enforce laws that exist. Not laws that exist in the minds of Democrats and leftists. Okay? Because they're not laws. Just the ones that are actually written on the books that were passed by the government. By the local government in a bicameral Congress signed by the governor and the U.S. Congress. Those laws. Everybody can kind of agree and in a, a sandwich construct what those laws are and and apply the law in a precedented way. Okay? The rest of this stuff is crazy making. I'll give you one more example. In this state, there's a lot of businesses who participate in technology and politics. There's a lot of gray market surveillance that come from this state. And nobody can seem to figure out what the role of government is in, say, private corporate compliance. Because they don't want to shut off the tap of intelligence to the governments who will pay for it. Any government. Your government. The government of Mississippi. The government of, you know, the NSA. The government of the U.S. Postal Service. They just don't want to shut off the tap because they provide the technologies here in the state. Which generates a lot of tax revenue for you. Yeah, it does. But you know what? There's a law... And many laws that apply to you about these things. And what is private is private and what is public is public. Okay? But you cannot bleed the lines and say, we're not going to enforce what is private because the public wanteth it. And we are not going to enforce privacy law in the private sector because... Someone in the Chinese government wants it. So I think you have a real law enforcement problem. And you can be sued on so many fronts. But we're just not going to hear about it right now. But the things you do in your state impact the United States as a large entity. This is an ecosystem, as so many people around here just love to say. They love to tell us what an ecosystem and all the things that we do impact someone else down the line. Well, what you are doing, not doing, in terms of law enforcement, in terms of Antifa, in terms of unenforcing, you know, criminal criminal uh, enforcement law, getting people who are... Mexican cartel criminals out of your state, killing your people. You know, I'm not saying this because it's not true. I'm saying it because people are dying. And it's affecting Texas. So, critical race theory is a problem, and it came from your state. 
You underregulate a lot of stuff. You just let it go because you want the leftists to kind of be able to do whatever they want. And that's not fair. Which means that they, they interject their politics into things that aren't political. Like healthcare and how you administrate medical resources and mental health resources for people who are troubled. So you have a leftist saying, if you do as I want, you can receive help. And the help isn't help, it's dogma. The help isn't help. It's like when, you know, people used to be fearful of the Catholic Church. Going to help from the Catholic Church was like, okay, convert or die. This is still convert or die. So you've got a lot of leftist conversos here in Washington State. They're not true believers, bro. They are just doing this so they can try to get some medical care in a... In a in a singular way. But there's a civic religion permeating through the schools and through the healthcare system. And this critical race theory is actually low-grade communism. It is, it is our struggle session. And they're being allowed to do this in an unethical manner that is harming civilians. It's harming citizens. I've talked to you for nearly 30 minutes now. And what I would like is for you to search your soul deep and look at your state. Look at how you can enforce the law. Enforce data privacy laws for at least the children. Enforce data privacy law for people who have problems with abusive spouses. Enforce the law for people who need a wedge between the role of government and their life. Because there is a line. And just because corporations be profiting doesn't mean that there's no law. And I think you've forgotten that, especially with Pfizer, especially with Purdue, especially with all of the Googles and Facebooks and Microsofts and all the antitrust, you know, mob of pirates who live here and work here. You know, the, the people who died who in life care center because they couldn't touch their relatives one month, you know, and then the rules a la Fauci changed in a month. And by that time, those people were gone. So I've watched a lot of arbitrary rulemaking and a lot of unenforcement enforcement, wonky enforcement that has forced people to try to figure out what the law is and enforce try to kind of ham-handedly enforce it themselves. You are a lousy administrator. I hope you get voted out of office. 
and that you were replaced with somebody who respects the law. 